Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley. Hello, everybody. I'm back with my friends, Shy and Van. Um, not just my co-hosts, my friends, Shy and Van, uh, for season two, episode 69. All right. Um, we are here on December 1st, year of our Lord 2020, to bring you um, just kind of a random episode. We're going to talk about next-gen stuff. We're going to talk about upcoming games. Those kind of things. Uh, you guys excited? Shy Van? Yeah. I can taste the excitement coming through my Super. headset. Excited. Really excited about it, about this one, really. Well, before we get into the meat of it, we have a question of the day. Um, last week on our podcast, we talked about The Mandalorian and season two. We talked about some, some theories we had, you know, kind of did a recap of it. And one of the things that we didn't really touch on too much was what's something that you hope will be resolved or answered by the end of season two? Uh, there's obviously a lot of questions. Uh, the mis- the mystery of, of the, of, uh, I'm not sure. Should we avoid episode five? Spoilers? Mm. I was about to say something, but I was yeah. like, maybe we should resolve. I know what you were well, about to say. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's give you an opportunity here. If you don't, if you have not seen episode five, um, or are not current on the Mandalorian, maybe skip ahead like four or five minutes till we're done with question of the day, because some of the things that we may want answered may be tied to things um, that came up in the last episode. You guys are all current, I assume? Yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, then let's start with Shy. Shy, what's um, one thing that you hope that will be answered in the Star Wars universe by the end of season two of the Mandalorian, which is like three episodes, presumably? I, I don't I don't know if I want this to be answered or not. So maybe this is a bad answer. But I the thing I want most to find out by the end of the show is whether or not he grew up in a Mandalorian cult or not. I'm, I think they will answer uh, that. I just I don't know if they want it to wrap up that quickly. You know, I kind of wouldn't mind that being teased out over another season or two potentially as he's kind of discovering, learning about it more. Okay, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, I mean they really kind of set that up when uh, he ran into those other Mandalorians and. They were kind of like, dude, you're part of like a crazy subsect that we don't really talk about. You know that, right? That was pretty funny, actually. Um, he thought man? he was the real Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. He's, like, he's like, you he guys are real Mandalorians. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, dude, you're the ones who are weird. You're like the, <laughs> you're like the kooky uncle that nobody invites to, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Never take man, his white mask you? off. <clears throat> hey, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving, though? We just that passed Thanksgiving. Not, that was not the question. I know, but that could be a second. Like an appropriate. You're dating question. this episode. You're dating the episode. <laughs> no, I'm married. Oh. Oh my God. Oh. The episode has a date anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I dated it when I started. Anyway, back to we business. We both dated it. Let's talk. Doubled about... up on an episode like this. this episode is 60, a episode sixty-nine. <laughs> I mean, hello. Some episodes just lend themselves. Hey guys, do you think we're gonna fill an hour with this episode? I don't know. <laughs> So um, <laughs> now best anybody, I can do is best I can do is, I can do is two minutes shy. About, um, <laughs> if anybody's curious what it's like trying to host a D and D session with these guys, this is a nice little snippet of what it's like trying to move oh. the plot along. Go ahead, go. Dan. What's what's your what's your Mandalorian <clears throat> season two take? Um, I want to know. I want to know what happened with Boba Fett, dude. He's like mm. such a huge part. Good one. And they teased him. 
Yeah. And then they kind of just left it at that. Like, That's, I feel like he has to make a return. You know, this whole season, I feel like, has been a little bit like that. They teased us with Boba Fett. They teased us with the Darksaber. They teased us with Grand Admiral Thrawn. It's yeah. like, there's a lot of questions that they're just like, ooh, and then, okay, we're going on a side quest to, you know, do something else now. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how those come out. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I'm curious, too. You know, like, it would be a real shame if him recovering that armor <laughs> was kind of the end of that story <laughs> you can't you can't stop there you can't say this is like one of the most iconic individuals in star wars by the way he's back from the dead but we're not going to ever talk about it again or is he <laughs> spin-off series <laughs> star wars what? oh the, crap well you know Boba honestly that's, that's what a lot of people are talking about this last episode that the whole like there's been rumors that ahsoka tano was getting her own mandalorian like season series and that this was really just kind of like seeding that almost and so that probably we may not see her again this season and that we probably won't hear anything more about grand admiral thrawn like likely that's gonna take place in its own series at least that's what i've that's what i heard a lot of people saying this week so so yeah so that as curious as i am you know um grand admiral thrawn for those who don't know was originally introduced in the heir to the empire trilogy which was the first trilogy of books that came out after um after like in the expanded universe and so he's a villain who is near and dear to my heart and i thought it was really cool that they brought him back in the star wars rebels uh animated series and kind of folded him back into the canon after he had kind of been knocked out when when Disney took over, so uh, definitely curious about where that's going to go, but um, that I don't expect that to happen in season two. So that's not going to be my answer. My answer is really the same thing I've wanted since the episode seven came out. I would like a little bit of clarity as to what the fuck is going on in the galaxy. Okay, the Empire was defeated at Endor, the Death Star blown blown up. And now it's like, okay, the Empire is no more, but it still is because there's still Moff Gideon and Stormtroopers and bases. The New Republic has X-Wings doing patrol, but like, like I just kind of like to know a little bit more about like what's actually, what's the state of the galaxy? Like who's in charge? How, those are the things that like, I feel like have not really been satisfactorily answered. They weren't answered really very well in episode seven eight or nine and i'd kind of i'd kind of like more information like sarah asked me when we were watching the other day about coruscant she's like is coruscant still a thing and i was like i don't know at this point i assume so but like i have no idea is the government still there is it not like is it under empire control did it get we don't know like nobody said anything about this so that's that's my answer i'd like to see just a little bit more like galaxy building if you will like what's going on between after the fall of the empire um yeah because technically level. this takes place during the transitional period yes, this is between six and seven right yep so well yeah you are fair listeners out there if there's something that you're itching to have answered by the end of uh by the end of the season two of the mandalorian let us know drop us a line we'll give you our um, our contact information in rapid fire style, I'm sure, at the end of the podcast. Okay, spoilers are done for bound for for uh, Mandalorian. Let's get to video games. Something that this podcast used to do a lot more than it does currently. Um, so, some new a new generation of consoles has come and gone. 
Um, we have Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PS5 uh, normal and PS5 digital, a disc and digital. I, I haven't really heard like a name for them. It's just like PS5 or PS5 digital, I guess. Um, what's what's going on out there? What are we thinking? So have any, have, I know Shy, I, I think all of our plan was to hold on getting a new series console when last we discussed, but I feel like that's changed for some of us. Um, I got into the market for a PS5. Shy, are you still on the on the PC only fence at the moment, or did you make any attempt to get a console? I haven't made an attempt. I was tracking them. I uh, it turns out I actually have a bunch of a uh, GameStop credit on a trade-in credit card, like <laughs> um, like a quarter of a like PS5's worth, and so. Um, I don't know. I might, I might pick one up. I actually was looking and I think if I do, I probably will actually change my, my tone from our original discussion where I said I would definitely get the disc drive version. I probably would actually get the digital version. Um, just realizing how infrequently I bought the physical games. And then when we had the discussion last time and we talked, like I mentioned how I'd want to have the disc drive so I could buy like ultra HD yes. Blu-rays if I wanted to. I realized also like I have a giant digital library on the PS5 market and I don't know why I would all of a sudden start buying physical media instead of just continuing to buy digital movies. So that makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Van? Hmm. Yeah. I, um, I tried unsuccessfully like many. So I, I, uh, I tried because I thought I wasn't going to get one. And if that doesn't make sense, it's because it doesn't. And so it's because I, I was like, Hey, I know when they're going to drop. Let's take a shot in the dark here and, and see if we could snap one up before either bots or scalpers or whoever else is taking them. Um, so I know there were a couple times when Smiley and I got together to attempt this at the same time. One time I was at work. Kick the Walmart door down. and So, so I asked my out. wife if she could do it while I was working. And then the second time I was home. So Smiley and I um, got online and tried to get one at the same time. And the second time was probably... Um, much less adventurous than the first one. At least the first one, they left us hanging for like 10 minutes. So we got to think that yeah. we had one. Yeah. Um, but this one, it just sold out instantly and there's, there's nothing. So yeah, um, we learned something from that first round. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. They, Cause yeah, we got, we got kind of hung up with, we were able to get PS fives into our carts yes. and almost check out oh, almost, but not quite check out. Oh, and then man. the second time mm -hmm. it was just like, eh, they're gone. Peace. Yeah. As soon as I went add card, it's like, oh, this item sold out. And it was literally probably a second. It was. It was like a minute. Seconds. It, 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 yeah, like we were like I went back up at like 702. <laughs> and Sarah's like, oh, did you get one? <laughs> I was actually kind of I was actually kind of a jerk. I walked up and I was like, guess who's getting a PS5? And she's like, oh. I'm like, no yes. freaking way. And she's like, you <laughs> suck. And I was like, yeah. So I was kind of, I kind of feel bad about that. Yeah. Well, but she, she, she was excited for a second. They didn't like leave it hanging very long. For a second, you know? Which brings me to my new, my new, my, my question, at least. Like, okay. or not question, but point. Like, and it's something that Smiley and I were talking about. Like, this just really sucks because I don't want to say other people who've gotten it don't want a game with it. But clearly, there's like a huge third party market out there. And people are only trying to get them so that they can capitalize on the current demand for them and charge exorbitant amounts of money on people who are willing to pay that money. And the reason I say this is, is, isn't unfounded. It's based on fact. You could go on OfferUp right now or eBay 
and just check in your local city and you will see dozens for sale at ridiculous prices. So if that's happening just in my city, it's happening everywhere, um, I would imagine. So we're talking thousands and thousands of consoles that literally were purchased just for the purpose of reselling them at a higher rate and not enjoying them themselves. And that, that's kind of fucked up for all the kids who aren't going to get a PS5. It's interesting. I mean, it's kind of a phil- uh, political economic debate in the end. I mean, is that not just the free market at work? I mean, this is capitalism unchecked, um, you know, that a lot of people laud very heavily in this country. I mean, it seems like maybe some regulation might help situations like this you know yeah but i mean it's not illegal nor do i think government should step in to do anything about it i think i think maybe the maybe the people at sony or whatnot or or even retailers if they really cared enough because like you say going back to capitalism all they care about is making the money so walmart doesn't care if it sells out in one one minute and it's going to be sold to a third party or not they got their money they got their money and they couldn't charge more for it because they're under contract by sony to charge a specific rate right so they don't care as long as it goes but you would think that they would want to do something to I don't know, curb a lot of that scalping and, and all that crap. And there's a million things you can do. You can do captures, you can do I'm not robots, you can do um like in Japan they're doing a lottery. Yes is, is what I heard. Yep. So yeah, it's, I mean there's a lot of different things you could do to if you really as a retailer give a shit about people not buying it just to scalp it. But then again, I don't know why you would. Right. Well that's that's where it kind of breaks down, right? Is when you rely on corporations to do things out for the right reason, you know, out, out of a uh, respect for their customers, doesn't always, doesn't always, doesn't always move the, move the bottom line, unfortunately. I think the other thing is like, it's just kind of annoying. It's not like it's ruining the environment or anything like that. So like, why would retailers assemble a team to combat this issue? Like they're just not going to do it. So it only, it only affects us and, and it doesn't even affect us greatly. It just means I don't have a PS5 now. I will have one in two weeks or probably a month. It's hard to because like you don't we know that there's a lot of scalping going on of these consoles and like we can see the result but like we don't know for a fact that it was scalpers that beat us out when we were trying to get it. We assume it probably was but like you can't tell in that case in that particular time like maybe it was just like everybody tried to get them and we got beat out fair and square like you just don't know. And so that makes it a lot harder where it's like, if you could point and say, oh no, we definitely got hosed here. Maybe there would be more of an outcry about it. But since, since it's kind of murky, you say, well, we'll try again some other time or, you know, we'll pick it up in the future. Shai, you have any thoughts about the, the scalping situation? You've been a little bit quiet on that front. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys were, you guys were, I think hitting the big points. I think, I don't know. Have you guys ever known scalpers? Like when I was in college and I think it was the PS three launched i had some guys i went to school with who went out and bought like two each instead of just one and they sold the other one online and so like I, i've known people who've done this like on a small scale and so when people were first talking about scalping with this generation i was like all right i mean that's just like you were saying smile it's just economics like people are just getting an extra one and making money until i saw videos and pictures of people with like hundreds of them in a basement right. or like yeah. you know rooms full of these i'm like all right that's different scale i think you bring up a good point about like free market economy regulation, that kind of stuff, how it's like a philosophical discussion. I think at the same time, on the flip side, this could also just be a sign of, of America and probably just the world's issue with instant gratification these days and lack of patience. Like Van was saying, like 
this seems like it's a bit of a first world problem. And obviously I'm, a, I'm oh, not absolutely. a dad. Like I don't have kids who are like, ah, oh, we're going to get a PS5 for Christmas. And I'm sitting here like sweating being like, oh man, can I get one? Um, for me, it's not as much of a factor, but I don't know. I mean, we have a lot that we have accessible, you know, and we have smartphones, we have other video game consoles, we have computers and we have a lot at our fingertips. So um, people, I don't know. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to judge other people's hearts or characters, but I don't know if it, it's something worth getting up in arms about. Like if you can't get a PS5 at the moment, yeah. and because, because of the free market economy, like these scalpers, if people aren't buying from them, they're going to have, you know, they're going to pay the price eventually. Right. They're going to have to cut their, cut their losses. They're going to have to ditch these, these consoles at lower prices. So. I mean, that's what you always, you, you know, just kind of like when somebody asks by you in the right lane going like three times your speed on the highway. Like you always hope that there's a cop around the corner ready to bust him. It's like, that's what everyone I think hopes with the Salpers. It's like you hope that guy who bought 200 PS5s and got him home by the time he gets them that, oh, Sony's got a surprise delivery and all those now you're going to, you know, try to have to move. <clears throat> a lot you know a lot a little less easily and you know uh but whether think, that happens whether the <clears throat> wicked are truly punished i think one thing better. sorry ahead, no, <clears throat> i think one thing we talk about too and just really quickly to correct uh you mentioned the ps5 versions and how you didn't know what the official title of them mm -hmm. were i think one is one the one without the drive is called the digital edition so i think right. it's like ps5 and then ps5 okay. digital edition i okay. believe That's what um, I but uh i did look that up I think I had a friend when PS5 launch was happening, a coworker of mine who's another gamer, um, she was talking to me, I think the day after launch when they sold out and people started scalping. And she was like, why do you think they don't just release enough for everybody? And I think that's an interesting question, right? I think that like my answer to her, I don't really know the answer to this. I don't know that any of us know the answer, but um, my answer to her was that, you know, there's probably shareholders, you know, pushing for this console to release so they can start making money from the company. And so they probably have a certain like level of units they, they decide that they need to ship and then they start production of the console. And then when they hit that amount, that's when they ship and they sell. And like, I don't know if you guys have any insight into this process or if you guys know um, anything, but I think that's an interesting thought as well. It's why, why, why don't they wait till there's more consoles to be shipped? So there's less of a shortage issue, you know, at that launch date. I did read a, a thing with, um, with the CEO of Sony who talked about a little bit that, that COVID did impact their production. Uh, it, 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 it kind of, they weren't able to get as many consoles made in the time they expected. And so I think it is partially, you know, and whether it's, shareholder imposed or self-imposed deadlines like they set a launch date and so the question becomes i'm sure do we push this back until there's enough for everybody or do we get out what we have so people can start using it and you know you also have to take into account that like there's they not it's not just shareholders but it's their their game making partners as well like if i've got a dead if you know if i if my understanding as a game maker is that the playstation 5 is going to be released in november i've made games for it that i'm that i've made both physical and digital copies ready to be sold and then if you push that series back that impacts them so i think there's just probably a lot of moving parts and it was probably one of those things where it's like kind of like you said we have enough that we can get some out let's get out what we can um rather than push the entire launch back um, I mean, I don't know. You could, you can, I'm sure, make arguments either way, whether that's a right call or a wrong call, but I can understand why they would do it. What do you think, Van? I was just going to say, we're talking a lot about PS5, but, but Xbox, just to be clear, is experiencing the same exact thing. Like they sell out instantaneously and whatnot. 
Do you have a follow-up, Smiley? I know you were checking. You were gonna check um, GameStop. Yeah, I got um, a good story about that actually. So, um, so yes. So my I, I talked to my GameStop, and we actually have two GameStops right uh, next, like basically across the street from each other, which is completely bizarre. Bizarre. Um, it's it's I don't know. I can't explain how they both why they bizarre. both are there. But um, anyway, so I was like, well, I I called both of them in advance of Black Friday, and both were getting two PlayStation Fives for black friday and i was like all right well you know i'm not gonna do anything crazy but maybe i i stay up pretty late i'm, I'm kind of like a midnight one o'clock bedtime guy and so i was like maybe i'll just kind of roll out and see if anybody's lined up at that hour and then i'll make a decision maybe based on how cold it is if i want to sit out there or whatever so um when like i think nine o'clock rolled around on thanksgiving on, on, on that thursday and uh sarah was like we should go just take a drive and see if anybody's over there. Cause she was sure there would be. And she obviously is a lot wiser than I am. Um, so I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. So we get in the car, we load up the dogs, we take a little drive and we go out, we go to the first GameStop. There's a tent and probably like five to 10 people. Are you there. serious? I was like, damn, that sucks. Well, let's hit the other one. We go to the other one. There's two dudes sitting in chairs in blankets and then like another group of like another group with them like again five to ten people already there so i'm like damn that's crazy uh, but i'm glad we checked now um and so then later that night i had to take the dogs out a couple times like i think the dogs went out at like two in the morning it was so cold it was like a balls ass cold like just walking out with the dogs i was like instantly frozen and i was like dude those dudes who are hanging out there for that ps5 are earning their dough ridiculous because so even then, a tent is no joke like it's still yeah, freezing you don't have it was so yeah. cold like it was frigid out there so anyway the next day for black friday itself i do i did decide i, I was like you know what P the biggest reason i wanted to get a ps5 was to get assassin's creed um viking land valhalla valhalla holla i'm sorry about that uh viking viking people uh, norse people <laughs> all the norsemen who <laughs> listen to this podcast all, all, all our norse descent people who listen to this podcast, i apologize i was rude and insensitive um i love love norse norse love the norse um anyway so i'm like i i found out that if you buy the ps5 version you get a free upgrade I'm sorry, if you buy the PS4 great version, you get a free upgrade to the PS5 version when it comes out, when you, whenever you get it, a digital upgrade. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to freaking buy the PS4 version, get to play it. That way I'm not, you know, out here feeling bad about not having a PS5. And then I'll, you know, I'll get the digital version. So I decided to roll over to GameStop. I go in there and I get, I pick up Assassin's Creed and uh, I'm at the counter and I'm checking out and I, I'm joking with the girls like, do I make it in time for the PS5s you guys were going to get? And she's like, yeah, they've been sold out since Wednesday. I was like, oh, I thought you guys were getting to Friday morning. She's like, oh yeah, we were, but there were two guys who've been camped out since Wednesday afternoon. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> they camped out all the way through Thanksgiving. So I was just like, man, that is... That is a level of dedication. I hope they enjoy the, enjoying their PS5s right now because they they paid the price. I'd rather pay a thousand dollars for one. Oh my yeah, I was gonna say at some point at <laughs> some point nine. just pay the scalper, right? Like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't let that PS5 go into rest mode. Yeah. So yeah, Shy's trying to shivvy us along because that was a long story. Sorry about that. No, it was good. 
<laughs> uh, so we did. Have, there were some problems, right? We've had some some launch problems. Yeah, uh, as, as we always do, right? Yeah, I, t- I I was browsing YouTube the other day, and there was uh, I haven't listened to IGN in a while, but they had an episode where they had members of their Xbox crew and their PlayStation, like the people who run both podcasts from IGN, on a on a co podcast episode talking about like issues, launch issues with the consoles. Oh, and as we've made abundantly clear here, you know, none of us are really that attentive to Xbox these days. So I think they mentioned a couple issues, none that seemed super game breaking to me, but I didn't really care as much, but they, they mentioned one bug with PS five that I thought was pretty surprising and it may have been fixed by now. This was about a week ago, but it seemed like a pretty big deal. Um, I don't have, you know, I don't have a PS4 anymore, um, but I do remember using rest mode a lot. And that was the power saving feature on the PS on the PS4. And that was something I just came to use. I think a lot of people that's pretty standard now. You just kind of let your PS4 go I to sleep, basically. I haven't and then my PS4 just... off in years. Yeah. So. so apparently with PS5, I don't know if it's across the board or if it just was happening to a lot of people, but basically, and I, I don't know that there might have been more intricacies it may have been if you were in a game or, or there might have been more speci- specifications but um yeah but there in a lot of cases if, if your ps5 went into rest mode you couldn't actually like get it started again and in some cases like it wasn't just like a power issue like it could lead to like data loss you might have to like actually like factory reset your ps5 or it might brick the PS5. There were cases where people just like the PS5 to stop working completely. And that, I don't know, that seemed like a pretty big deal to me. So I thought that was something that uh, I, it was good that people were getting that word word out there. All right, who's doing construction during the podcast? Who has a ghost? Yeah, is yeah. that, you, you, guys, you guys are hearing it. Um, yeah, that's all right. I don't, think really he's ever, I don't think he's ever done that before during a podcast episode. So, I mean, if you guys need me to go talk to him, I can. No, no but... it's all good. We just, I just <laughs> want to know pro- who, I can't I promise he's going to stop. Welcome Sorry. to my life. <laughs> What's he doing? He's he's crazy. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> this is like day and night. Um, okay. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's that's not, not cool. Pot. Yeah, it's not cool. We'll have to Anyways, do a, we'll have to do so a podcast I heard about the sometime. same issue. Oh, go ahead. I heard about the same issue, but I heard it was happening specifically with Spider-Man. Yes, and that's what I heard. Like, yeah, so when you save and go into rest mode or some crap like that, it, it yeah, it does exactly as you described. Whoa, here goes my chair. Well, you know, we'd probably have more to say about the bugs and issues if any of us had managed to get one of the consoles uh, to experience them for, firsthand, which we have not. So anything else you guys want to say about the launches, about PS5, about Xbox, about yeah, Shai's neighbor? <laughs> Another, yeah, one more thing about PS5 that I thought was interesting. I, so once again, like checking out some IGN stuff after a long time, IGN did a review of the controller the ps5 controller have you guys heard about the ps5 controller like apparently people are saying it's like one of the coolest features like coolest things about the ps5 in general like one of the biggest improvements as far as next gen like apparently um like one thing people keep talking about is is the haptics to it like how it like how it um gives you feedback the force feedback features Mm -hmm. of it i guess are just really solid and just how it feels how it looks how it operates like i don't know people are really talking the the ps5 controller you know <clears throat> I was watching a um, trigger demo, and I don't know how true it is because, again, it was just on the internet. But somebody was playing a first-person shooter that's like single-fire bolt action, and they can literally so like they're using the R2 trigger, and it would half step down easily, and then it would click when the gun would fire, go, mm. and they would half step down easily, and then it would click when the gun would fire, almost like a real trigger that you're holding that that releases. I was like, that's so freaking crazy. So, and then like the the fully autos, like of course, vibrated, and you could feel it on the trigger and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy the, the kind of technology they're putting into this stuff to, to just make it feel real. 
That's good to hear. It's always good to hear whenever they change something. I mean, they, the the PlayStation controller has not changed that drastically since PS2, really, uh, other than maybe a little push pad, you know. Just like, the touch controller. Yeah, like I mean, the, but the, yeah, I mean, it, there's a reason for that, right? By it's far. it's worked very well, and so it, we, it's we've good talked to, about this. I mean, nobody plays like this. Plays like this on joysticks. You don't, you don't want to play with a you don't want to play with a, or a GameCube even worse. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what it was. N64. Well, but you never you never used that freaking other that little like C controller. Golden Eye, hell yeah, you did. Oh man, no, 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 not N64. N64 totally. N64 oh, yeah. was totally a bastardization of a controller, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, but the, I feel like I feel like GameCube. GameCube, just, yeah. Like, okay. GameCube was alright. Uh, um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to hear that this controller is getting positive feedback. What I was trying to say. Go ahead. Yeah, it's really good feedback on your finger. You know, we've we've talked before about how much would you pay for a game. As they improve controllers, I think we can only expect that controllers will get more expensive as well. I mean, they have, right? I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, the controllers used to be what, maybe thirty, forty dollars for a different controller. Then all of a sudden, now they're what, like sixty, fifty, or sixty dollars? Yeah. Like, I think the new ones are more. Well, I was gonna say, I wouldn't be surprised if they're putting more tech into it. Eventually, what? Are controllers gonna be eighty, ninety dollars a piece? And is that too much? Okay. Like, if if the controller's better, is it worth the price? Like, I mean, because eventually you're having to buy like three or four of these things to have play with friends and then replace them. And um, PS5 controllers retailing at sixty nine ninety nine, so that's up ten dollars from $10. what we've seen over the past couple generations. It reminds me of the Switch. If there's one thing that sucks about Switch, it's how many accessories there are and how expensive they are. <laughs> Those Joy Cons, man, dude, they, eighty bucks, bro. They they, no. they, get, they, they fucking get... break. Although one thing that's cool, I'll mention about that: <clears throat> we sent two sets of Joy Cons back to Nintendo to fix. Because they wore down over time, and they were really great about it. Like it was free of charge, free postage. Like all all that cost was the loss of those Joy Cons, which didn't work very well anyway for like two three weeks, and then they'd send it back, send us back brand new ones. So you know, yeah, for sure, the, Bravo Nintendo. At least even though the Joy Cons break down, which is not cool, like at least they're doing right by fixing them. So I thought that was cool. Could you contact them and say your Nintendo Switch Online experience is broken? Can they fix that for you? <laughs> your voice communication on your Switch is, is broken? Could they? Careful, <laughs> careful with that one. I can't find the voice app on the Switch. <laughs> on the Switch. <laughs> well, it keeps directing me to a phone app. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about um, and let's broaden this conversation a little bit. So, because because Shy may or may not be getting a, a PlayStation, he may be sticking with a PC. We'll see. So let's broaden this a little bit to the games, the games that are coming out in the future, the games that uh, are that maybe whatever, whatever you want to talk about, games, games on the horizon. Um, I want to talk in two two veins here one being what are some good games games that you're excited for games on the horizon that that you're hoping to pick up and then secondarily are there any games out there that you think might be the type of game that would bring us back together to, to play games together again uh, we're always searching for the golden goose that uh, was killed when final fantasy 11 fell apart for us um, and hasn't really su substantially been replaced um, for any long period of time so uh, we let's some, start can we set some oh, ground rules are yeah, these please. games that have been announced, or I mean, is Half Life Three? Can that like make an appearance? Can <laughs> Vans waiting to waiting to bring it up? So we're gonna do it like Outback Steakhouse here. No rules, just right. All right. Nice. All right, so let's so let's get into it then. Uh, I'm gonna start with a game that I think a lot of people 
maybe outside the podcast have been looking, I don't know about inside the podcast as much, but a lot of people have been very excited for, for a long time, which is cyberpunk 2077. So I had, um, I don't remember. I had, I had, Oh, I, so I had put a pre-reservation down on NHL 21. And then if you may remember from previous podcasts, I got impatient and decided I had to have it early. So I paid for the online digital version instead. So when I went back to GameStop, I was like, Hey, yo, I don't actually need to pre-res NHL 21 anymore. So let me move that. And they're like, okay, well, what do you want to move that? You know, like the $5 that I put down on it. And I was like, uh, I didn't even know, and so I saw a Cyberpunk 2077 like advertising. So I was like, oh, I just put it on that. That's fine, um, because I am excited for it. Um, and so now I'm like, I feel like I'm on the hook for it. Though it's like now I've got a pre-res. <laughs> like, I, I guess I got to get it. Um, but you know, it is made by um, CD Projekt Red. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yep. And Project. With a K. Um, with a K. Um, who, of course, are known for their Witcher, their work on The Witcher, which, I mean, anyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows that Witcher 3 is near and dear to my heart and is possibly one of the best games ever created on any system. Uh, it is just such, such a high quality. And so I feel like as good as the job as they did with that, I kind of owe them a chance like I, I ought to at least give <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 a chance to impress me i'm not really into cyberpunk as a genre so like i'm not super i'm not as excited as, a, as i would be about it if it was like witcher 4 or something like that mm. but um but like it, it seems like it could be cool and i, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt are either you guys thinking about picking that one up what are your thoughts on cyberpunk I don't know Die. much Man. about it. I just know that there's like super good hype for it. So, and, and that it's been delayed like a million times, like you're mentioning. Yes. So, yes, it's been pushed back a couple of times. Keanu Reeves was like, did a bunch of the voice acting for it. That's what I was going to say. Like, he's, they've done a great marketing job with featuring Keanu Reeves because I think he's a character in it. And like, yes. one of the first, it's like, amazing. one of the first main ads was an explicit ad where like you like from i think from the pov from like a character or the player you like get knocked over as if like you're dying or something or shot or something and you hear keanu reeves voice being like it's not your effing time yet or whatever and like kind of like comes into view and like grabs you or some of that and like picks you up or something um but yeah cool stuff and apparently he's done like a lot of like they've done a lot of like spots like like promotional spots with him like so that'll be cool to see i i want to like it it's something i'll probably check out I have a, I mean, I, I know you know this about me, Smiley, and, and probably Van as well, but like, while I do enjoy first person shooters, I do not like first person RPGs. So I've never been able to get into the Elder Scrolls games. I've never been able to get into um, the Fallout games. Um, just because, I don't know, there's something about like, I, some people, I know some people say the third person games break the immersion, but for some reason, first person games, like, I know I'm not in the world. I'm looking at a screen that's supposed to be simulating my view. And I hate that. Like maybe if it was virtual reality and I had a good virtual reality rig, maybe I'd be totally into that. But um, it's like with RPGs, I already know I'm in a game. So I'd rather see my character <laughs> than try to like simulate. So I totally know what you mean. And I, I think the Elder Scrolls games, I really struggle with that as well. For some reason, and maybe because it is because of first person shooters, like I always did better with Fallout. And I think it is because you tend to be using weapons, like gun, ranged weapons. So like if I'm using a gun, it feels a little bit more natural to me than if I'm swinging a sword. And I'm like, that's a good point. So uh, we'll see. I, I agree with you in general. I prefer third person in space combat and in physical, com personal combat. So 
which made oh, me God. sad in real combat you know sarah and i give each other uh christmas lists that's that's one of the things we do for christmas and like top of my christmas list i put a broadsword and she came to me and she's like do you really want this the most of all the things on your list this is the one that's on the at the top of your list i was like yeah i'd say so and she's like <laughs> 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 she's like, I, it's not easy being married it? to me. She does a really great job. It's not easy being married. <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to go next? Shy, what about you? Wait, yeah. real quick. Is oh, is, is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven an original title, or is it like so. okay? So it's not a post. It's not a prequel or a uh, sequel to any other game I or don't anything like that. Think so, Shy? Do you know anymore? I don't. About that? I don't know if it's a sequel or. Pre- I'm wondering if it's based on something though, because The Witcher was based on you know novels. So I, oh. I don't know if it's not if it's based on um, a story of some kind. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe we'll try to effort that and do. Didn't it they do the Witcher movies too, or series or something? The like Netflix. That? I don't. I, yeah. thought, I don't I, think they I were. Think that was Netflix. That. Yeah, that was a Netflix HBO. Original. Oh, okay. Netflix original. Which you should watch if you haven't watched. Even if you don't want to play The Witcher, like the very series well was really good too. It was very solid. <laughs> Which I, apparently I was. I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently. Um, but I was watching. There was an interview with Henry Cavill. Apparently, apparently Henry Cavill was a big gamer at one point, oh, if not really? still. Like he's played all The Witcher games. Apparently, he used to play World of Warcraft. Um, apparently, cool. he's he's quite the gamer. So Henry Cavill's That's, awesome. That is dope. That that would be so Witcher, cool. Yes. No way! He, yeah, he no, is. The dude, you should check it out. It's well. Done. You'll oh, you'll like it's, it. It's good. It's it's very it's very good, and it's very, cool. Very, very mature, but uh, what's it's awesome good. about it, yeah, it's it's it seems like it was a little bit of an answer to Game of Thrones in a way. Yeah. They were like, "What could we take this like Game of Thrones, but not <laughs> about The Witcher?" But what's cool about it is the Witcher series on Netflix is essentially like going over the story uh, more or less of Witcher One, hmm. and so like if you watched it and liked it and wanted more, you could jump into the Witcher three game without it really like you're actually pre-primed. Like one of the cool things that I really loved about both is that a lot of the stuff that happens in the series, they reference constantly in Witcher three. Like it's the same history. It's very, very well done. It, anyway, we can talk about Witcher all day long. So hey, I'm going to do that though. I'm going to watch the Netflix series and then I'm going to play the game. Cause I've never played the game ever. Oh, nice. Do you think it's a game I'd like to start? Yes. I'm sure it's a game you'll like to start. It's likely a game you'll never finish because it's so huge. Even like normal people who finish games struggle to finish The Witcher 3, myself included. Um, but you'll, I think I think it'll be up your alley. All right, Shy. Well, let's go to I you. can talk next. Yeah, mine's nothing new. Um, mine, I'm looking forward to a game that you guys have both played already. Um, but I don't think it's been officially announced yet, but I believe the one year um, release, the one year anniversary for Final Fantasy VII Remake, I believe it's April 1st of 2021. It's early April, late March, something like that. Somewhere in in that time, yeah. And so I think their official statement was what? It was only, was it console exclusive or was it PS4 exclusive? PS4 exclusive. It was PS4 exclusive for a year. So the big question is a lot of Sony games have been released now on steam on pc i think all of their almost all of the mainline final fantasies now are available uh, on computer um i can't think of one that's not and xbox as well and so my hope is that what that means is that come april 1st or whatever that it will see not only maybe xbox release but also pc release and my goal is as soon as that happens as long as i don't have a ps5 by then and i'm playing it already <laughs> um at that point to be 
to get it on PC and play through it because I'm excited to play that game. Um, Which, uh, spoiler free, Van, did you, I know you were working your way. Are you still in the Shinra building? I am. Yeah, maybe my way on that. Or it's, a, made... it's a big building. It is a big building. Yes. It's a very, very yes. big building. It's like four <laughs> chapters of the game. <laughs> like progress. four out of 18 damn chapters, yes. <laughs> yep. I'm still, yeah, I'd still like to do, well, I guess I was going to say we should do a it as an, an out of focus. Yeah, Ooh, nice. There we go. To, to keep Shy spoiler free. But perhaps by the time you get through it, maybe it'll be close enough to the PC release. I don't think it's going it to take four months along. to get through it, but yeah. You never know. You <laughs> That's never true. Know. But yeah, one way or another, I'd like to do that because I thought that had a very interesting ending. Okay. Shy, yeah. PS, PS4 or PC, one way or another, hopefully. Hopefully you'll get to enjoy Final Fantasy VII Remake. We've, I think, both mentioned. The game was beautiful game. on PS4. I could just imagine how awesome it is on PC. Or PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Because isn't that the case with PS5 that basically any PS4 game will get like a little uplift as well? Or only certain titles? I don't know if it's all. I think a bunch. I don't know that it's across the board uplift. I think it's almost across the board compatibility, right? I don't know that. Mm, That's what my understanding is, yes. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be surprised if for that game, though, it gets a significant boost because it is such a first party. It's so hard to imagine it being any better, honestly. Like when you say that about PC, like there's not many places where I feel like, oh boy, this could look better if I had a better PS4, you know? Probably all the controller. Like when you're petting Carbuncle in the game, you actually feel, you know, his scales on the controller, you know, when you're. Uh... <laughs> I know that's the thing. Shy, that's a great point. <laughs> Let's move on to that. <laughs> okay, so one of the games. <laughs> <Weird podcast. laughs> one of the first games that I want to play on the PS5 is going to be Far Cry 6. Mm, and, I thought you say that. Yeah, and then, um, so Far Cry 4, I can't remember. Well, yeah, it's been talked about a lot on this podcast. One of my favorite games, probably you, top. You platinumed that, didn't you? Top 10, yeah, I platinumed far cry 4 like everything not the expansion though because when the expansion came out it kicked me back out of platinum or actually i don't think it kicks you out of platinum maybe it gives you a second platinum to platinum i don't know anyways yeah the original one i I put a ton of time in um absolutely love that game far cry 5 came out it was okay i thought it was gonna be better than it was it had an awesome premise like it just it was it was a really cool idea um but it was just okay It it was pretty good and then um didn't play primal but six i'm really looking forward to It'll be a great console to break or to break title to break in the um, PS5 with, yeah. and <clears throat> coincidentally, the main antagonist in the game is the actor um, that I was telling you about the, for the name I can't pronounce, um, but one of my favorite actors. Uh, what was his name? Like Miranda Melgusto Cabanero. It's the leader of the of the um, Imperials, yeah, right? Mark in yeah, oh that dude yeah yeah okay sure so he's actually the main antagonist in far cry <laughs> that's like, like lin-manuel miranda what are you talking about <laughs> mandalorian the musical <laughs> you guys remember um living with children the uh hispanic reporter girl this is miranda okay anyways that's the joke i was making um but yeah so anyways it's that guy for far cry 6 so he's the antagonist it takes place in um of course they, they're vague on purpose um as they should be but it takes place in what i can infer would be a south american country during a revolutionary war um so it's it's pretty 
looks pretty exciting. Looks pretty awesome. And it takes it back. I would say it's probably uh, circa 1960s, 70s, maybe. Um, if I can put a timeline on, I'm sure more information will come out. But it looks really good. I'm excited for it. So Far Cry 6. Get it, people. Get it. Well, if you have a PS5. That's true. Wah, wah, wah. Is it only going to be a new gen- <laughs> generation exclusive? No, like, when do you I'm think sure that's... Well, that'd be a whole nother conversation one day. It's got to be on PS4. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think it is. I think that's true. Um, all right. Uh, should we go another round? Either <laughs> other things you're looking forward to or things that could bring us together, one, one or the other? We'll go back to me. Um, I am also, I'm excited for a game. It's actually already out, but I haven't gotten it yet. Um, I asked for it for Christmas. So, you know, sometimes when you put stuff on your list for like Christmas... You got like a broadsword. You can't just go out and buy a broadsword yourself. That kind of defeats the purpose. And order on it's Amazon either. It's very, it's very rude, <laughs> right? To put something on your list and get it for yourself because then somebody got it for you. They're like, what What are you doing? That's you buy different. Sarah a broadsword and you guys could duel each other. That would be amazing. That would be very fun. I would love that. Um, <laughs> I don't know that she'd be that into it, but you never know. You just never know. When, when, hey, well, sometimes our next set together. Sometimes the sword speaks to all. You. You know, no drinking. I'm sure that the, the blade's <laughs> not going to. It'll be a dull blade. It'll be a dull edge. Don't worry about it. A I'm, gonna, I'm, like not, I'm not going to sharpen it with a webstone on my own. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, but uh, one of the games I put on my on my wish list was actually a Switch game, and it was um, the new Hyrule Warriors: really? Age of Calamity. Um, my wife's brother was is a huge legend of zelda fan and he was telling me about it he had gotten it and was you know kind of talking it up a little bit and so i tried out the demo and i thought it was pretty cool like it it was um i mean it's definitely dynasty warriors format which i like um but it also is can be a little bit tiresome like what i love about the dynasty warriors is is the lore and like the characters and like i i really get up for that and so uh you know i've tried that type of game with some other things like i i tried like the dragon quest or the dragon warriors version of it i tried the fire emblem i think shy you got you got the fire emblem i really like the fire, uh, emblem, fire emblem wars and i did not even though i like fire emblem i like the characters like something about it just didn't quite click with me um and this one too when i started the demo i was kind of like okay it's kind of more of the same it's cool but i'm not sure if it's gonna hook me but then there's a couple really cool like world exploration and world like leveling uh mechanics where it's like you know you can uh do these quests in different areas to like level up your characters and level up their skills and and like the rpg elements that it brought in i found very interesting so um that's one that like i'm either hopeful i'll get for christmas or if i don't um you know i'll probably pick it up for myself afterwards so that's 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 one that's on my list that that looked pretty cool and for people who don't know it's set like the the setting of it if you've ever played breath of the wild it's set as the like prequel to that it's like a hundred years before breath of the wild where you're where it's like right before the fall of the kingdom and the wars that went on while they're trying to stave off the darkness that eventually that eventually won so um i thought it was pretty cool nice at least in the, the demo that i played so uh let's go back to shy sarah yeah. should wrap the switch game in the shape of a broad <laughs> <laughs> and like find like rocks or like heavy things to make it feel like it's a it move it's like perfectly <laughs> She listens to the podcast, so you're just giving her ideas at this point. It's rude. It's rude to your to your hosts here. All right, Shai, what do um, you got? 
Yeah. So a game that I've, I've heard about and I've seen some stuff about, but I haven't followed super closely um, would be uh, the uh, game called Outriders. And it's a game published by Square Enix. But I think the best way I can describe it is think of um, something like Destiny. Think of like Destiny, like, but third person. So like, kind of like it's like, I would, it seems like it's going to be kind of a similar thing between if you took Destiny and like Division and melded them together. Both games that I've spent a lot of time in and enjoyed a lot less in the division <laughs> but you know obviously we've all played the destiny we've all played destiny a ton i played division quite a bit with a couple friends of ours lemon and um lemon and Galfratis. but i think uh i think it's so it's third person like the division which i think is actually a cool concept um i never really minded the first person shooting of destiny but i think there's definitely something to be said for a third person shooter i think it can be done really well um and I thought the division did it really well. I think one of the problems with the division, and I remember when Destiny came out, I think we talked a lot about the three-player party size um, and how like is this gonna is this too small? Like we all came from Final Fantasy Eleven for so long, where it was six people, like you know, party with six people, and then like it felt more inclusive. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, are we gonna be like having to constantly tell people like, oh, you can't play with us, or you know, like just the three? I don't think we ever really ran into that issue with Destiny. I think that like it just three seemed like a really good size, um, and like it wasn't that we there were only three of us playing, but it was like normally there were like three people at a time just for some reason like it was just easy to like just there were times somebody got left out but and i think there were times i just don't know that it was as big of a deal as we originally thought it would be i will say that like division and maybe it's just because it was the three of us who went from our group to play that the fact that the division had four a four person party size and actually was an issue like we didn't like picking up randos and so like the hard like um, dungeons were four person dungeons and so the three of us would just try to run them the three of us and we'd spend like an hour and a half yeah, trying to run through like you know zombie or like slow slow kill this like dungeon it could be really exhilarating when we finally cleared it but it was just such a trudge and um and so i don't know i think i, I don't know I'm, I'm kind of excited about the game i don't like i said i don't know a lot about it i don't i don't have a lot to share i just think it looks solid the gameplay looks tight it looks like it's very rpg based so like even though it's a shooter that like really focuses on skill builds and upgrades and i've always found that interesting and um i don't know if it's something that would bring us together but it might be if we all have consoles and we all were looking for something to play and maybe it was like far enough out it was like a ps you know playstation game of the month or something like that it could be like something fun to like try out yeah sounds interesting i've seen like because i have i subscribe to the square enix twitch channel to listen to the the live streams for defu and so, like, every so often I'll get a notification, uh, like an email that says, Square Enix is doing a live stream for Outriders. So I've, I've seen that pop up a couple times, but I've never taken that much time to see what it was. So maybe I will. Vant, what else you got? All right. <clears throat> so <sighs> this next one honestly could probably be a podcast on a, all on its own. Funny um, how often that happens. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to try to keep it short for the purpose of our conversation today, and just leave that little teaser there, and then maybe we'll pick it up um, as release gets closer. But the game's called Pantheon: Rise of the Fallen. I believe we've mentioned it before on this podcast, um, but if we haven't or you haven't heard about it, um, basically it is, and this is a bold proclamation, but it is my opinion that this is the game, the MMORPG that is going to be closest to what we have been asking for <laughs> since Final Fantasy XI. Now wait! 
Boy, Let me explain. You know, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that from you or someone in our group. Yeah, but I'm hold on. This is the first anymore. time I mean it. The other times I was just trying to get you to play with me. This time I actually mean it. Oh, the optimism. And the reason being is, um, well, there, there's there's much. Um, first off, it's it's developed by, let me make sure I get his name correctly. Square Enix? Yeah, Brad McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> who was yeah, Square Enix, NC Soft. Did you say Randy Quaid? <laughs> I'm a game. I, I, I can win it I would <laughs> play it if it was Randy Quaid. I'm in. Like, in a heartbeat. Yes. God, this podcast has gone off the rails. It's gone off the rails. All right, so Brad McQuaid, who, if that name isn't familiar to you, he was the primary developer for EverQuest. Okay. So this is not is somebody who's start. new. Right, and this is a great start because he's not somebody who's new to... Um, MMOs. He is of the MMO mindset that we are. Um, some of the some of the critical elements in this game that he is steadfastly holding on to is that socializing and intermingling with players is an absolute must to progress in the game. So much like we were forced because of difficult monsters and all that stuff um, to team up with other party members in order to progress, that is going to be an absolute must in this game too. You can solo but it's going to be just ridiculously slow think Beastmaster, final fantasy 11 or something like that um so he's hard up on making sure that there are necessities not just that you want to but that you have to actually intermingle because he felt that was some of the best um gameplay and experiences from people um in everquest and whatnot the other things he's done is he he wants to make sure that each character class has an identity and what i mean by that is Lately, it seems like all of these other games that come out, like it doesn't matter what role you are, you can just fit into any party and go on and start defeating a dungeon. In this, it almost sounds like he's bringing back the Holy Trinity or at least something close to it, where um, specific classes will be required to complement other classes since they are very unique in their identity. And then uh, one of the last ones that I love is that it's been very... He's been very outspoken that this game will be difficult because he believes challenging games are more rewarding and with the and that those challenges should be rewarded. So he doesn't mean putting things together that require you to log in daily just to log in. He says that's not challenging, nor is that rewarding. He's talking about dungeons or specific type of, of things that you want to try to tackle if you want to put the team together and acquire the gear or whatever it may be you will be rewarded for those events not these no frills daily logins just because you have to log in otherwise you're gonna have fobo so it just seems it seems like a lot of the elements that we love about 11 he's resonating in a lot of the descriptions on what he expects for this game also and that's what i mean by (laughs) i have no problem making the proclamation that it sounds like now i'm not saying this is going to be the best game that we're ever going to play but i'm saying from everything that i've heard it does seem like it's the closest sounding to what we've been harping for as far as what we're looking for in the next mmo rpg i'll make two comments one uh, i'm definitely more interested in it now than i was when you started talking to be fair, I'd never heard of it when you started You don't talking, like Randy so. Quaid? <laughs> it's gone a little bit off the rails lately, from what I understand. I do like Randy Quaid in certain portrayals. Um, secondly, I feel like we miss an opportunity. When we call it the Holy Trinity, really that's Jesus 
Christ and God and the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> really, we ought yes. to be talking about the MMO Lee trilogy. You know what I'm saying? The tank, the DPS, and the healer. <laughs> you could almost say the MMO, the MOLI, the M. Amanda, you're right. That is hard. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be the MMO Lee trilogy. The MMO trilogy. The MMO Lee. I feel like you missed, I feel like you missed it there as well. I did miss the offer. I um, missed it. I wanted to get it in there. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm, you know, Van, I'm going to go do a little research on this game and kind of learn a little bit more about it because I'd be willing to give it a shot with you. And all we have to do to get Shy to give us a shot with him is let's play. get him at a decent hour to the West Coast somehow. <laughs> yeah. so Buy him a house on, in on California. The, the and find him a job. That's all we have to do. I have to convince Tank to let me live with him. <laughs> nice. Probably, oh my God. probably wouldn't be that hard. I think, I think, yeah, he, exactly. has bunch, yeah, I think he has a bunch of people living with him already, actually. So. <laughs> Here's how you convince him. Hey, Tank, can I move in with you? <laughs> yeah, probably. That's all um, it I kick somebody out to make room for you, Shy. You guys are boys. What I'd be curious about is um, because you talk about bringing back the Holy Trinity and um, and the like Holy Trilogy. I'm not, I'm not yeah, I thought it. we just not, went over this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, it of doesn't. People, it doesn't roll off the, the tongues. It doesn't of all roll people, off the I tongues. thought the sacrilegious I'm not nature worried of about, the Holy I'm not, Trilogy. Right, the heresy I'm not, of it. I'm not worried about. It. It. I know what I mean. I don't think then we you know struck yeah, dead because the I intent used is there. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. So we gotta have a philosophical game, conversation about nice. that. I'm sorry. We could just call it the Trinity. We don't have to call it the Holy Trinity. Smiley's gonna die on that sword. Um, so one thing I want to talk about is you talk about bringing back the MMOLI trilogy. Tril- uh, Trinity. I can't even say it. <laughs> You're messing with me. Yeah, yes. the, Holy, the Holy Trinity. And uh, I think of like 14, which I still think is such a well-made MMO. I don't play it anymore. But I think as far as production and we'll polish and and still having like a very solid traditional class structure. That game still has the True. Holy Trinity. One thing that's always bugged me about it though, and I think I don't Smiley would agree, is even though it has the Holy Trinity, they make these really cool, unique, uniquely designed classes within the archetype. So they have like they under tank, they have Dark Knight and Warrior and Paladin and, and um <clears throat> why can't I think of the one that I was playing most recently that um is fashioned after Slayer. No, FF8. Yeah, Samurai? Slayer. No, FF8, um the gun gunblade? No. Well who Whoever they, they use a gunblade. I forget what the is it important the to your point? Is. No, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> Moving on. Um, ultimately, though, all the tanks play almost exactly the same. Like I think one thing that we we saw about Eleven that was so cool was that within an archetype, like the the character the role still was so different. You know, tanks, you had Paladin, and then you had Ninja, who I think we've talked about probably wasn't originally designed to be a tank, but became one, And it, but it tanked completely differently. And, and if you had a Ninja, let's say, like the XP party versus a Paladin, you would actually go up against different mobs to play off their strengths. And so it'd be interesting to see not only if they bring that back, but if they end up with a lot of classes, if the same, you know, jobs within an archetype actually played significantly different. Like if you form a party with certain classes, can you build like certain synergies versus just having a tank, a healer, and you know, DPS um, just from the pool? So I don't know. That's just something I'd love to see in a game and would fulfill your promise of this being the game I've been searching for. So, Van, make it happen. So, here's what I propose, and I'll say it now in front of everybody God is my witness and the Momoli Trinity. God, I can't believe I said that. Um, <laughs> it's a good day for the podcast. Let's do, let's do a Pantheon podcast. We owe it to our our uh okay. our uh people how so I, there's a lot of information out there right now i was gonna it, say so. what do we have an eta on when this is coming out uh no of course not is it the next star citizen so <sighs> we definitely should do a, a podcast on it maybe once there's a release date 
or at least a release date that's like release day in our lifetime um january wait i can't be right finish up at the end of november and restart at the at january 21st take a break over the hollywood period okay so i guess it's just their like twitter are they starting a uh, oh, they selling any starter packages yet next year yeah i don't know i'm, we'll I'm to find that out yeah we'll one or two years away yeah yeah, that's interesting. I, you know, it's it's true. Final Fantasy XIV is a great example of a game that can be done very well and can have a lot of the features we like, but can also still completely not <clears throat> work for us for for a variety of reasons. Not that it didn't for a while, but you know, just some of the design, the choices they made around their end game content and their end game gear progression, uh, for one reason or another, turned people off to it. So, um, you know, it is. It's 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 a game to keep our eyes on for sure. And I think that's kind of what this podcast was about. So we're of course running over. Cause again, we had such a hard time filling super weird 60 minutes. Um, so do you guys have any final thoughts on games coming out or games for the future before we give our contact? information? <clears throat> so just one more game I want to quickly put on the radar is called new world. I don't know. Mu- there's not much out there about it, but what makes this game interesting is this will actually be, a title 100% developed by Amazon. So yes, Amazon web service, Amazon, the Amazon that you know. First they um, came for our books. Then they came yeah. for our shopping centers. Now they're here for our video games. That one. So the Jeff Bezos Amazon. Um, this will be this is completely 100% developed by them. So why that's intriguing is that Amazon doesn't suck at many things so if they're going to put all the time and development and the resources that they have and the money um i would imagine this would this would make some waves so it's just something to keep an eye out it's an mmorpg action action turn-based or not turn-based sorry um action combat rpg so it's going to be an mmorpg and what was it called again sorry new world new world so just something to put on a little little blip on the radar, if you will. All right, Shai, anything else from you? Nope. You want to try it one more time? MMO Trilogy. Same, no. <laughs> Same with a flourish. No. <laughs> All right, well, if you, our lovely listener, want to tell me how great MMO Trilogy was as an idea or how terrible it was and how I should never say it again, I will anyway, um, let us know. Tell me directly. I want to hear from you on Twitter at Focus Target, our YouTube channel. Leave us a comment, Focus Target Podcast. Email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Um, those are the best ways to get a hold of us. So thanks for being with us today. Um, it was fun to kind of go through some of the stuff uh, uh, coming in the future. And uh, we'll try to definitely, it seems like there's a couple of games that we talked about today that will need to be revisited perhaps in more depth. So um, until next time, this is your host, Smiley. This is Shy. I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out. We're out.